Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God praise. Let's give Him all the praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we please be seated? Thank you. Wow. You're all welcome to church. Okay, I can see everybody now. Um, if someone had told me that we'll be talking about what we're going to talk about today, I would say not me, you know, but like we always say that God has a sense of humor, you know, he does have a sense of humor. Um, our topic today, we're looking at the body, our even vessels. Um, I believe you're with your outlines, like we always do. You have a fill in the gap portion, so you can follow along. And God will bless you as you do. Um, this is an interactive session, so let's really try and interact. And um, God will bless us. Amen. Okay. Um, okay, our Eden vessel, that's sounding, you know, a bit spiritual. Just what I understood it by was, um, it's our earth suit. Just the way if you're going to space, you're going to wear a space suit. So, our bodies are our earth suit that God brought us into this world with. I would like us to read 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, 19a. It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? I'll take that again. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. Um, I think most times when we read the scripture, we always think about um, sexual immorality and all that. But I believe by God's grace, and um, Pastor X expanded a lot when he was teaching um, pure sex, taught a lot about that. So I believe that we have overcome in that level. And if there's still anybody here that is facing that kind of challenge and struggle, God is going to deliver you today. By the time you understand what gift God gave to you by giving you this body. So, this time it's not touch your neighbor. I want you to touch yourself. <clears throat> uh, we're not talking about any spiritual body now. We're talking about the one you're seeing. Maybe you should even look at it, you know, and call it. It's not your body. Say, my body. Okay, my body. So, we're going to be talking about a lot about our body. The first question here, the open question says, can you think of anything you possess that you value so much or something that you would love to own? Then, okay, let's take that first. Who has an answer for that? Something that you would love to own. Um, I remember when I was working in the bank, they said we should, you know, write something about what we would like in the next, was it five years or something? I remember then the bishop of uh, the church I was attending, I think they said the car was Lincoln Navigator. So I said, ah, why should I ask for less when they are giving us an open check? So I said, ah, I would like to have a Lincoln. This was in 2000. 
Lincoln Navigator. So that was what I imagined and said, ah, this would be the, you know, something I would love. So I've answered my own. Who wants to answer? I'll, I'll just point. I can't see you very well, but there's a fine lady in, um, it looks like, okay, sorry, my eyes. Are, you, you, I'm looking at you now. Oh, yeah, say something over there with a nice hairdo. Everybody's dodging. Okay. Oh, yeah. So think of something you would like to possess. Something that has a lot of value. You know? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I would like to possess a house. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Any other person? Nobody wants anything now. Eh? Okay. I can see Pastor Dami over there. You see her there? Yeah, she's over there. She's bending her head. Uh-huh. Okay. So when you answer that, you now tell me, how will you treat the item? Oh, yeah, now. Praise God. Ah, are you ashamed of what you would like to possess? Ah. Oh, yeah, now. Are you whispering? Okay. Maybe a house in in U.S. In U.S. Oh. Okay, so how will you treat that house when you finally get it? How... I will take care of it and make sure that, um, I mean, I'll maintain it and make sure that it is well taken care of. Okay. Because you value it. Okay. There's somebody over there. Ah, ah. We call him juxtapose. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I would like to own an oil well. Then how we treat it is, um, I will invite the Nigerian military army to always guide it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Okay, one more person, then we'll move on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, what I'd like to own presently, you know, there's this um, saxophone. It's mm. a cannon ball. It's about 700,000. Okay. That's what I'd like to own. And yeah. I'm going to be extra careful. Extra careful. So you won't allow anybody to just... No way. Mm. All right. Praise God. We're going to look at... Um, we're going to look at two diagrams. Let's start with the first one. Okay. Imagine it's your own. I don't even know how I stumbled on this car. I've never heard of it in my life. I've never, <laughs> you know. But look at the price. Eight million dollars. And I heard um, now with the present value, it's about 10.1 million dollars. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Okay, let's take something a bit smaller. Let's look at the next one. Do we know what that is? I just found out too. It's called Luva Luva Glue. It's a laptop. A luxury laptop. One million dollars. Laptop. So imagine you know, if you have all these things, how are you going to treat them? Will you allow anybody to just use any sandy rag to wipe the car and do sha 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 sha? Never, 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 never. Praise God. Wow. Ah. God is just so awesome. He's so awesome. Um, you'll be wondering why we are going, talking about things we like to possess and all that and all that. We're talking about the body. You have to understand that all those things that you saw, you are more expensive than them. 
I will say it again, no, so that you will not get it next Wednesday. I said, everything, those things that you saw, you are more expensive than them. The Bible says that we have been bought. I think sometimes we value things more than we value ourselves. God wants us to understand our value. The study and the discussion questions, we'll go into it now. What is the body? Do we have doctors in the house? I think this will make my life very easy. Do we have doctors in the house? Nurses? Medical practitioners? They didn't come to church today? Okay. God will help all of us. Okay, is somebody there? A doctor? You're welcome, sir. Happy to have you in church today. Okay. All right, so I'm not any of those things. I'm just looking at it, you know, from the point of view of, let me say a layman, but to an extent, not too lay. So the definition is already there. It says that the human body is the entire structure of a human being. It is composed of many different types of cells that together create tissues and subsequently organ systems. By the time I was reading this from Wikipedia, it started talking about other things. I just said, let me stop here, because I think I understand up to this point. It started talking about other things. That, that should be for the doctors and all that. Then now, in the body we have the body is such a wonderful, I don't know how to describe it now. You, maybe you call that one a machine. I don't know, super machine. That's, we are just too much, you know. If you want to analyze this one finger, you find out that God took time to make this finger. You know, we are just too much. God has done a perfect job. When, when God says in his word that we are, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to believe that about yourself. You know, sometimes when, we are, when you are here in the Word of God, you start thinking about another person. You start thinking about your brother. I'm sure this should be my brother they're talking about. Now, it's not about your brother. It's about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Please tell yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So, I mean, the same way, even better, how you can't imagine anything going wrong with those items that we showed, the car and the, the laptop, the way you are pampered, you have to learn to pamper yourself. Some of us don't treat ourselves well. That's you or you by yourself. You don't treat yourself well because you don't understand what God did in your life, what he put together to make you you. So, in the body, we have 12 body systems. I didn't list them. We can take time and go and study our body and know what we are made of. We also have 206 bones in an adult you can be feeling. Then, we have 642 skeletal tissues, 7,500 listed parts of the body. So this is just a few. We, we are just too much, like I've been saying. Then when I was also thinking about it, I said, okay, so I know all these things, so why, what's, what did God really have in mind? We'll now fill in the blanks. Our bodies are the vessels that God used to transport us to earth. Are we together? Okay. The one and only property we arrived with from heaven. Our body is the carrier of our spirit and soul. So it must be in top condition at all times and at all costs. We are responsible and accountable to God for our bodies. You are responsible. 
and no one can take care of you. Your body is your responsibility. No one else can take care of you. Not your wife, not your husband, and not your children, but you. Some of us depend on people to do what we should do for ourselves. Like I said, it's not your neighbor's body, it's your body. We're talking about your body, yourself. In Genesis 1, verse 27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. God is our maker, he's our manufacturer. It was Mercedes-Benz that made that, is it Maybach, Accelero, something. So Mercedes-Benz is a manufacturer and placed a lot of value on that car. The God of the heavens and the earth made us. So just imagine yourself on the screen now. What price will it be? Made by God. Hallelujah. So we're still going to look at some more facts about the human body. Um, doctor, I'm so happy to have you in the house. All right, so we're going to look at some more facts. We'll watch a short video looking at some more facts about the human body so you get to know yourself better, interact with yourself. Hmm? Know that when you, when you sneeze, there's something. When you just understand yourself a bit more. All right, let's have the video. Saliva could fill a swimming pool, not to talk of two. <laughs> two swimming pools. Wow. Any other person? Did you learn something new? Okay, I can see a hand at the back there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No wonder I swallow a quince when I was a small baby. Ah, and it dissolved. It's, uh, because I'm seeing something there about raised hole and There's nobody how it dissolved that. I'm telling you, and uh, it disappeared. I, I can't tell. I don't wow. know how it happened. So hmm. it means that body is really powerful. <laughs> well, any other person? Okay, someone in front. If, praise God. I was going to mention the part of the acid in the um, stomach. stomach. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And the, uh, another one that um, struck me was um, children being able to see in black, black and, and white. Hmm. God is awesome. <laughs> praise God. There was also something that was they said we are going to share about 40 pounds of extra skin. You know, there was one I was looking at and they said... Um, we shouldn't be surprised that the dust under our bed is our skin that we are shedding. Yes, so we shed our skin. Wow. Praise God. I think it's good to discover more things about you. I also um, read one that um, you shouldn't hold your sneeze because the speed at which the sneeze is coming, it can burst a blood vessel. So all this, you know, you want to feel cool. Uh, <laughs> you can blow something inside, you know. Because the speed at which it's coming, let it come. God knows why. So don't hold it back. It can go back and cause disaster. All right, praise God. <laughs> wow. All right, so we're going to be looking at four truths about our body. I would like us to read... Um, 1 Corinthians 12, I think we'll start from, maybe we'll start from 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12, okay. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. 
You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true. Though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord. And the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by his power. Just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says, the two are united into one, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 18. Joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin is so clearly affects the body as, the one, as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Amen. Have we reached 20? Is that 20? That's 19. All right. Praise God. Okay. So the first truth that we're going to be looking at is my body belongs to God. It is his property, not mine. I don't own it. God does. He created my body and he expects me to use it in the way he intended it to be used. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should understand that the current, um, the way our culture is, people keep saying, my body is mine, I can do anything I want with it. God is reminding us here that our bodies belong to God. It is his property. And he expects us to keep it in the best condition that we can. He doesn't expect us to ignore it. The Spirit of God lives in our bodies. And so we should not treat it with levity in any way. We can say that God actually loaned us this body. And he expects us to treat it right. Because we are going to give account to God of how we used our bodies, how we treated our bodies, how we lived here on earth. Our bodies are holy because God is in us and God has a purpose for everything that he made. The second one is that Jesus paid for my body when he died on the cross. The message on Sunday when the pastor was preaching, Jesus actually told the Roman soldiers, Let's, let them go. He actually set us free and gave himself up for us. Jesus paid for my body when he died on the cross. I think sometimes we really you know, forget the gravity of the sacrifice that Jesus did. Verse 19 says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. 
So honor God with your body. For you to understand how valuable you are, always remember the cross. Remember the cross that he went to the cross for you. So some things that you indulge in. You know, by the time I was getting to understand this message, I was even so careful about everything. Because really, sometimes we forget. I mean, that card that they showed, if you hear that the fuel is uh, adulterated, will you just go and just put it? You pack the car and get original fuel. You know, so sometimes we just, uh, we just allow things because we don't understand our value. We have to understand our value. Jesus said, I mean, he, he, he went to the cross for us because he loved us. So, I mean, if we were worth dying for, if he sacrificed his life for us, how do you think we should treat ourselves? Shouldn't we take better care of ourselves? It's like buying a million dollar horse now and you're just feeding the horse any garbage. You just carry and give. You spent a million dollars for that horse. You will go out and get the best food. You will get the best feed to make sure that ah, you are looking at the horse. It's your investment. This horse cannot die. It cannot die. That is how Jesus is looking at us. Jesus made an investment in us. He expects so much. He paid for my life with his life. And he expects that we take care of this investment. Please, we should stop looking down on ourselves. We should stop looking down and treating our body like it's only the spirit that matters. Like we, like we read earlier, the spirit needs the body. If the spirit decides to go out of the body, we know what that means. You know. So the spirit needs a healthy body, a well taken care of body, to be able to operate. A lot of us we want to do a lot of, you know, miracles and wonders for the Lord, but no drive because everything about us is just let's just pray, let's just pray and you look at yourself God is shaking his head is this what I went to the cross for? number three God's spirit lives in my body when we accept Jesus God puts his Holy Spirit in us as a guarantee of our salvation So we are now the address of the Holy Spirit. The same way our sister said, ah, that's a house that she will buy in America. She knows how she's going to pamper the house because she knows what she went through to get that house. We are the address of God. We are the address of the Holy Spirit. If someone wants to vandalize the house, I know, okay, is it my dad now? I think also he's here, so I don't want to say too much. You know, just putting hand on the, on the wall where fingerprints will come out, it, it can cause problem. You understand? So how much more taking something to hit the wall? Ah. So, I mean, to vandalize a whole house, you will call police, it's a crime. You know, but you'll be surprised how we vandalize our bodies. How do we do that? 
you know you are tired. You have been walking from morning to night. I always, my husband says, I always tell him, I say, ah, God, I thank you. I thank you for night. Because if there was no night, we would have been walking and walking. I'm always happy. I say, Father, I thank you for night. Because night has come so we can stop walking and sleep. I mean, you know you are tired. You know you are stressed out. You know you have reached your peak. You are still pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. That is vandalizing. You are vandalizing the body. The body has reached. You know, and the same way we drive our car and like Pastor used to say with his, that old car, they had a chemistry. They know when something is about to happen. You know, so we have a natural chemistry with our body. You don't have to tell your neighbor. When you are pressed, you will stand up, Abby, because your body told you. Uh-huh. So you have that chemistry, but you can decide to ignore it and vandalize. I want to use that word, vandalize, because vandalism is a crime. Mm. Vandalize your body. There was a time I knew that ah, I had pushed myself. I was whether not fatal, but you know that something is wrong. Go and check up. Go and you are pushing. You are pushing. I thought and I broke down, and I went and did tests. That is, my body was invaded with typhoid. Typhoid, invaded. You know. So at the first sign, you can go and check. Take care of your body. Another way we vandalize our body, apart from depriving it of rest and sleep, we overeat. You saw that, you saw that um, video. Say, by the time you eat, you're, you're not hearing well again. You are packing up. I mean, you yourself, you know. You know when to stop eating, but that food is sweet, I beg. Let me just, one more, one more, one more, one more. By the time you are through, you can't move again. So that's vandalizing. When you go to these um, hotels, or maybe if you travel, don't you see the small plates they give you? By the time you eat that food, you are full. You are full. So I think it also has to do with the mind. You know, there was one event we went for. I was embarrassed for the plate. <laughs> Pepper soup on flat plate, drain the water, saw the meat. Um, <laughs> rice, soup on side. <laughs> you know, by the time the man was eating, he needed prayers because he was now panting. He was <laughs> And people were watching him, so he didn't want to, you know, show that he was here. <laughs> Why? Why? I also remember that man on the plane, you know. On the plane, you shouldn't eat too much now. You're on the plane. Goat meat. I don't. Maybe you bought it before entered the. Eating, eating like it's like we were not going to land or something. He ate, ate. The next thing, his face was now looking swollen. After eating, now you know the next thing. Now you have to go and arrange in the White House. The man was, you know, really. That's vandalizing the body. You find out that if you eat small, you pray first, oh, you pray, God bless this food. You eat small, you'll be full and you still have your hearing. <laughs> Praise God. Then too much stress. Stress. We have to manage our stress. How many of us know our blood pressure? 
Do you know your blood pressure? Okay. Okay. This side. Okay. When did you check it last? When did you check it last? This month. Not this month. This month. Or you don't think you should check it since you are not hypertensive. But you walk and walk and walk. Even going out under the sunset can increase the blood pressure. Stress. We have to watch ourselves. We have to listen to what our body is telling us. Because God wants to use us. He needs a healthy body. Not when he's calling you, say, I beg God, I beg. God, God, you self, you know. You know that I walked today. Praise God. Number four, God expects me to take care of my body. I'm not the owner of my body, but I am the caretaker or the manager of it. We know what a manager is. Manages. He manages something. We are to manage our body. Taking care of my body is an issue of spiritual stewardship. We are going to give an account of how we lived our lives, even how we kept our bodies. God will not judge us by other people's body. Some people are so interested in other people's body. You know, you are so interested. You know, there was somebody, I've not been seeing her around, you know. You would think the person really cares. Maybe the person just wanted to make fun of me or something, but, you know. Say, that's, is something wrong with me? I say, like what? Uh, you know, like what is wrong with me? Say, like your tummy, do you have uh, uh, maybe fibroid? I say, in this church, I don't have it. <laughs> you know, I mean, what is your business? So, if you care, care. If you don't care, don't, um, you know, make somebody feel less, uh, you know, I mean, by God's grace, because understanding who I am, you won't allow another person's wahala to wahala you. I know who I am. You know, it's just that, you know, like I said, God, God has a sense of humor. Maybe a slimmer person should have taken this message. But, <laughs> so I was asking, I was, you know, really talking with God. I said, God, why are you sending me to come and be talking about body now? Eh? Am I, uh, you know? <laughs> so that was when I now remember the sense of humor thing, you know. The people that didn't go to school, he, he sent them to preach the word to the whole, to the whole earth, to the whole world. You know. So he, he qualifies the called. So I don't have to be like, but before I start to talk about... <laughs> so, you know, so God just started reminding me, reminding me of, of my journey. You know, at some point, I was asked, I said, should I say all this? I should talk. You know, at some point, I was, I, I was weighing uh, like 130 kg. And I entered into depression. You know, I don't think my husband knows all these things. But I was managing myself, you know. But I was really depressed. 130 on the scale. God, are you sure? Are you, are you sure it's me? Are you sure? The same scale has shown me a better weight before, so it can't be the, the scale, you know. But I think that's how God does his work, you know. You have to be interested. You have, you have to be ready to take a step. You have to be ready to start doing something. I just thank God because from then till now, at least I've lost over 20 kg, you know. I'm not there yet, so... But we are coming, we are coming, small, small, you know. And um, it's really exciting, it's exciting, you know, to be working with God and being confident about yourself, being confident in your skin, you know. Don't allow somebody to come and see whether you are sick, whether something is wrong with you, you know. I'm fearfully and wonderfully packaged. All right, praise God. So... 
how to care for the body. I mean, there's so much in caring for the body. Everybody has their strategy. Everybody has how they take care of themselves and all that. So I'm just going to focus on the general thing. Number one, I said drink water. Drink water. Are we together? Okay. Mm. Okay. I found a scripture in um, Isaiah 58 verse 11. It says, The Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Praise God. Um, a lot of us don't drink water. We drink Coke, we drink Fanta, we drink Sprite, we drink juice, we drink a lot of other things, but we don't like drinking water because it's not sweet. You'll find that, that um, we're going to put up two diagrams. Please, let's put it up. Say you are what you drink. Beside what you eat and what you breathe in, your own life, your own choice, okay? Choose life. Choose water. 80% of your lungs, water. 22% of your bones, water. 76% of your muscles, water. Brain, 82%. Blood, 83%. Heart, 79%. Cells, 90 Skin, 70 So, um, sometimes when your skin is somehow, go and drink water. You know, your lymph, 90, what is that, 4 or 7? Okay, 90 something. Liver, 86. Kidney, 83. We are over 70% water. Change your drinking water now. Keep your family healthy. So care for your body. Drink water. You know, sometimes we complain. I'm, I mean, people that are close to me, they know. Maybe my son will come, Mommy, I'm having, have you drank water? I'm a, have you drank water? My stomach, drink water. Drink water because, like I said, we have to understand the signals our body is giving us. Sometimes we might think we're hungry, but we, we are just thirsty. Drink water first. We're having a headache. We now want to start one long prayer. Drink water. You know. So that will help us and keep us healthy. There's also another diagram showing you the amount of water you should drink. Well, you can pick your, pick your group. If you're a nursing mother, if you're a man, 19 plus boys, 14 to 18, pregnant. Uh, let me look for my group. Okay, woman. Nine cups. So we have to make deliberate effort. And that will keep us up and doing more than we think. Wake up in the morning, drink water. Wake up in the night, drink water. You know, because your body needs it. From what we have seen, 70% of our body needs water. Praise God. All right, eat right. I'm not going to tell you what to eat or what not to eat. But eat right. You know. And you have to be thoughtful before you eat. Think before you eat. You have to understand how you are feeling before you eat. How much do you really need before you eat? Um, the message version, Proverbs 23, 1 to 3 says, When you go out to dinner with an influential person, mind your manners. Like that man. Don't gobble your food. Rah, 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 rah. Don't talk with your mouth full. And don't stuff yourself. We talked about that. Bridle your appetite. Philippians 4, 6-7. We're talking about, um, say, don't worry about anything. So, what the point I made here was that bring your anxieties to God, not to food. You know, we're stressed. We're not sit down with one big bowl of ice cream, thinking the ice cream will solve our problem, not knowing it will compound it. You know, we should bring our anxieties to God, not 
to food. Praise God. Okay, then natural foods, natural foods are always the healthiest. I'm not here, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian. I'm just here to encourage you how to care for your body. You know, there are some things that you even know, your body is telling you, stop eating this thing. You are eating 10 pieces of meat. Why? What of tomorrow and the next? Why? Another um, um, video that I watched says it takes about, is it 48 hours for food to move through our track? Doctor, are you there? Am I, am I on point? <laughs> so, I mean, the food you are eating today is still going to be in your stomach for some time before you understand. So why are you packing it? You will still eat again. So let the other one, you know, why do you eat 10 pieces of meat? You know, it doesn't mean even if you can afford it, you should eat it. You know, you should know that your body belongs to God. You have value. Don't you have, I mean, it does mean that they just throw things inside. You know, you're anything, you know, enters the dustbin. You're not a dustbin. Select what you eat. Select it, you know, because you are precious to God. He made an investment in us. He expects us to keep ourselves. Praise God. Okay, number three says exercise. Exercise is good for the soul. Okay, okay. Uh, I know they do all the plenty exercise, so. You know, but like I was reading, I read in Luke 9, 56 to 57, say Jesus and his disciples went to another village as they were walking along the road. So I believe Jesus was walking and doing exercise. You understand? Some of us don't even want to walk. We don't, we don't even want to move the body at all. Eh? We are not talking about going to the gym now. That is for these adults going to the gym. But you will keep yourself healthy. I, I, there was once we were having rehearsal. Um, one of the ladies in the choir, I saw something on her. I said, what is this? She said, it's pedometer. I said, so what are you saying? Saying that she's counting her steps. She has to do... I looked at... Sorry, but like she's half of me. I'm serious. Half of me. So you are counting yourself. Why? <laughs> so to keep, you know, to keep healthy and make sure I meet my goals of. I mean, I think the next day I went to buy a pedometer. <laughs> when you see something good, you copy now. As I'm talking to you one day here now, you know. So, so if uh, Lekpa can be counting her steps and walking and making sure she gets up to 10,000, this thing. Me too, I'll, I'll make sure that, you know. And everything we do is all for the Lord, you know, because our bodies belong to Him. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm behind time. I don't know if you remember, there was, um, uh, I think, the wisdom group, the mama in the house, then when she celebrated her 90, 94th birthday, we all ate the cake. It's not cake that made mama to live up to 94. I was curious, you know, like what the pastor said, on Sunday, so when you ask questions, that's where revelations come from. You know, I said, Mama, 94 by this time. So I went, I spoke with her daughter. I said, How is Mama? I said, Mama is fine. So tell me about Mama. You know, they said, Ah, that's when Mama used to walk, was it how many years ago now? Was it 40 years ago, Abby? Mama has lived long, somewhere in that range. That 
she used to go to work, and where her, where her office was, she needed to climb two hills. Please repeat after me. Two hills. Okay, two hills. Mama climbed two hills every day, going to work, to and fro, for how many years? 60 years. How will Mama? I saw Mama coming to church the other day by herself walking. Maybe she should, she should be getting to 95 now. I started, I don't know if my husband remembers, I said, I have to go and look for my two heels so <laughs> that I'll be climbing, you know? And it has made all the difference. Because by the time, you know, you know when you're even climbing a step, you know how you feel the pressure on your, on your heart. Then you're then you climbing two hills every day to and fro for 60 years. Your body will adjust and you will surely leave. Praise God. All right, so the next thing is body destroyers. I didn't, I didn't put anything in my notes there, so maybe the house should help us. What can destroy the body? What I, what I had in mind was opposite of everything I just said. You know, so if you want to, at least two people, what can destroy the body? I'm calling somebody, ah, nothing. Okay, I can say hand, mommy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Overeating can destroy our body. <laughs> mommy, you're right, you're right. One, another hand there. Unforgiveness can destroy the heart. Sorry? Unforgiveness can unforgiveness. destroy the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unforgiveness can cause a lot of sicknesses. Can we have one more? Okay, Pastor Roland. Anxiety and worry. Anxiety and worry can destroy the body. Praise God. Um, Romans 6.13 says, um, Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of, of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Praise God. So all our instruments, every part of our body should serve God. Um, I pointed out some, some, sometimes we say, ah, I, I don't go to, to nightclub now. Okay. okay, that part of your body, your leg doesn't go. What of your eye? What does your eye do? Is your eye looking at porn? You can as well go to the nightclub. So, how about your ears? What does he do? Does he listen to gossip? Every part of our lives should give glory to God. What about our hands? Okay, if we say we don't go to nightclub, we don't do this, we don't listen to God, what does your hand do? What does it do with the pen? Does it change the figures? Does it collect bribe? Does it steal? Your feet, does it take you to the house of the adulterer or the fornicator? Your whole body. Then I wrote something here, your nose. <laughs> I don't know whether it was here. So if God wanted us to smoke, our nose should have been up so that it would be like a chimney. And it would go up like that. But I'm sure that's not what God wanted it for. Every part of our lives should give God praise. Um, we're going to look at a short video, hopefully. We're going to be understanding that with everything that we have learned, I know some of us, we have seen some people without hands. We have seen some people without legs. We have seen some people, you know, without hands and legs. But I don't know, is anybody that's seen anybody without a head? 
just the body moving around. I have not seen. So that made me understand that the head, the mind, the brain, everything here has a lot to do with our entire lives. And we have to understand how it works. Just the same way we are discovering a lot of things about ourselves, about our body. We have to understand how the mind works. The scientists, they are just discovering a lot of things about the mind. But God has told us a lot of things about the mind already in his word. You know, that we need to apply. That will change our lives. That will make us to live our lives fully for him with that understanding. So we're going to watch a video on the mind, the power of the mind. You can say the power of the brain or whatever, shall, something inside here. Can we have the video? But Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I think that's the summary of what we just watched. There's so much power, you know, so much power in us that we are not conscious of. We have to start being conscious. A lot of us, our thoughts have kept us where we are. The same thoughts can move you out of that place. Start thinking of the good things. Start thinking of, you know, what God is able to do, not what he has not done. I just, um, I'm going to round up with this. I remember, I think this should be 11 years ago, when my son was born. We went to the hospital. Um, he was ill, one thing after the other. By the time they brought out the report, the doctor told me, and everything the doctor was saying, I was, I, I was accepting. Say, this is your son. Hmm. He will not be able to go to school when his mates will start school. He will not be able to walk. He will not be, they will not be able it was a long list. Ha! I was so broken. And I accepted the report like that. And I came home to come and also convince my husband that the report was the report. You know, so by the time I was telling him, I will never forget this. That seal, this is what the doctor said, you know. So this boy now, he will not... He will not go to school. Even if he goes to school, he will not be as, you know, smart and so many things. You know. My husband caught me short there. He said, never. I said, ah, but the doctor, he said, never. I said, okay. New wife, now you have to align. So I just changed position. I said, okay, never, then what? He said, when... <laughs> So when it is time for my son to walk, he will walk. Amen. I said, okay, amen. When it is time for my son to go to school, he will go to school. I said, okay, amen. Everything the doctor said, I, re I reverse it in Jesus' name. I say, amen. You know, I think that was the beginning of my faith. And like we read... Whatsoever things of good report, think on these things. You know, for 11 years, I never forgot that. I said, this is my son. He will walk, yeah, he will walk. When it's time for you to talk, you will talk. When it's time for you to run, you will run. When it's time for you to go to school, you will go to school. I, I just want to thank God because God is faithful. <laughs> he has walked he is overrunning overtalking
And when they said this one, book, mm, not to boast or anything, but to give God praise. We, we have a batch of awards. <laughs> Last year, he, was, he, he did not come out to be the um, best st student in the class. He has been taking that. Yeah, that has been his second name, a.k.a. Best in the class, you know, Asando. So he didn't, he didn't get it the previous year. He cried. I said, see somebody. He cried, cried, I cried. From the summer holiday, my son was reading three hours every day. Three hours every day. Say this, I must get my position back. It didn't really matter. He has been already, you know. By the time we went for the prize giving, lo and behold, he even knew. He said, we should come. We should make sure we are there. <laughs> you know. I just want to give God praise because there's no God like our God. No matter the reports they have been telling you, no matter what the enemy has been speaking to you, you can see this man, I don't know if he's a believer, but, you know, they have understood the power of the mind. Just your imagining it is a reality before God. They say, imagine that you are skiing. The same muscle that he's using to ski in his imagination is feeling it physically. You know? God wants us to understand what he has made us to be. Don't limit yourselves by what you're seeing and whatever. Maybe somebody has asked you whether you are sick or something. Nothing is wrong with you. Eh? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made in the image of God. And there's so much power in you. This might just be, you know, physical, physical, but we, we are joining it with spiritual. So it's such an explosion to know that we can call those things that be not as though they were. And they will surely manifest. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'll read the last scripture here. It says, um, Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I would just like us to pray, just a brief prayer. We've heard so much this evening. And I don't know what you may be thinking in your heart. I don't know what the enemy has said that there's no hope for you. The word of God has come to make you understand that there is hope for you. There's salvation for you. There's healing for you. There's deliverance for you. You have to change your thoughts. And God is the one that gives the ability. He's the one that will transform you and make you into what he wants you to be. I don't know if there's anybody here you came to service like every other person. But you know that you don't know this God that we are talking about. You don't, you don't know this God that we are excited about. This is an opportunity for you. For your own good. To connect to this wonderful God. The ushers are around if you're here and you want to make a commitment to God. You want to join this wonderful family of Christ. You can raise your hands up. The ushers will give you a card. You don't need to come out. You can fill the card. And we'll pray for you.
Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Father, we give you all the glory. Father, we thank you for sending your word, O oh God. Father, thank you, O oh God, for making us understand who you have made us to be even the better. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that, Lord, our lives will not remain the same. That we'll continue to live our lives to give you glory, O oh God. We shall protect that investment you have made in our lives. We will not take it for granted. Every part of our lives, every part of our being shall give you praise. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.